Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. So I believe storytelling is really one of the most beautiful skill sets that we can have to connect more deeply with our audiences. And Sarah Lloyd really delves into the value of building relationships through PR, through sharing our personal stories to inspire others. And she's the owner of Indigo Soul PR, an intuitive PR consultant dedicated to celebrating clients' success, image, and reputation. She has over 25 years of corporate and agency experience under her belt. She is a healer and weaves her spiritual practices into her PR work. And she works with an array of entrepreneurs and offers small business coaching. So I'm really excited to have her on this platform And I hope that you start to think about how you can utilize your story and your message. Sarah, welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit. I am so excited to have you here. Today, we are going to be talking about falling in love with your story. And so I'd love to hear from you as someone who is a PR expert, how can we really utilize the power of story to in a way to promote our business and where do people get tripped out with telling their story or which story can they pick from or all the things that kind of get in the way of people really sharing their vulnerable parts of them absolutely i'd love love to share i think it was brené brown who did a ted talk around getting in the ring and instead of and, and being and embodying embodying your story rather than being that person sat on the sidelines pointing judgment and it's really got me thinking I love Brenny Brown anyway but one thing that I that really came became clear when I set on my path as a creating my own business and and helping people to do their own PR was it is about falling in love with your truth your integrity and your narrative because often it's your own story that stops you from sharing One thing that I've found is the more that you actually share a story, the less power you give it, Mm. funnily enough. It doesn't hold that power over you. So things happen to us. For Mm. I've worked with women who've had deep trauma, who've had some really awful things happen to them. But the more they share their story, the less it defines them. It Mm. just becomes this observation that Mm. it, it happened to them once upon a time and it doesn't it's not having its power over them anymore. I liken it to like sharing from the scar as opposed to the wound. And the more we share our stories, and it's not, I'm not talking about airing your dirty laundry or anything like that. What I'm actually meaning is it can actually help to inspire others to take different actions or different courses of action. When I work with clients, it's all about exploring storylines that can educate inspire and connect so that's one thing that yeah I teach clients to do I love that so much and I definitely appreciate what you're saying because I was recently part of a 
multi-author book. And this was a beautiful instance for me to really make sense of what happened to me along the journey and to have this interesting aha moment of, wow, there's all these beautiful nuggets of gold that I actually extracted from the experience. And so I think it was like through that process of writing it out or describing it or explaining it, I made more sense of it and was able to heal it in a way as well, which I think is beautiful. As you're healing yourself and sharing, you're also you know, healing the world in a way too. And there's going to be people that have experienced similar, they're never, they will never have experienced the same thing as you, which is why it's really important to share our stories because they are unique to the individual, but people will have felt the same or they may Mm -hmm. have had something very similar happen, but it's that similarity or that feeling that connects us. So we can put ourselves in that person's shoes and it's like, oh, okay, I can take that action to either be, to do that thing. Or I can, for example, my, my story is I, it was, I had high functioning anxiety and postnatal depression in my corporate job. And I didn't appreciate, I didn't even know, I'll be honest. I was just blinkeredly carrying on like you do. I had two small children. I will keep going because this is how it's always been. But what happened was a friend of mine just said, go and see this lady. She's an energy healer. And that was essentially my one of my sliding door moments that sent me on another trajectory, which basically made it okay for me to say hey I can stop now and I can go and create something that suits me better and sometimes you still need that bit of approval from the universe or from husband (laughs) to make those things happen but ultimately if I hadn't gone to see her I'm not sure I'm sure something else would have happened in my kind of story if you like to have led me to this point but it's just honoring those points of difference and I call them connecting your dots so you go back and it's okay that what was my sliding door moment that made me go in that direction or what made me choose to develop that product or what made me go to create that service and there's always going to be something in your personal journey that reflects and filters through into your business journey especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're creating a world that suits you better which I think most entrepreneurs are doing yeah oh uh I really love that phrase about sliding doors I think it's uh, a really interesting way of captivating those those times when there's like this prong right it's like you can either turn left or right or but yeah how do we even go about this is philosophical, <laughs> but how do we even go about recognizing when we're presented with some opportunity to take this next a turn that we never even expected? It's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think I love, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, but I feel like those sliding door moments, if it's meant to be, it will come back around in a different form. Mm-hmm. So I could liken it to a client's experience where I knew I could see when I did her first, uh, I did a visualization with her when when we first started to work together. And I said, I can see you on the sofa talking on a chat show about your service. And I just didn't know how we were going to get there. 
And what was really interesting is it wasn't getting, I phoning up the editor and speaking to the producer and doing all the traditional ways of reaching out to this TV program just wasn't working. Mm. When we both basically put took the foot off the gas and kind of just thought, okay, I'll just speak to this. I ended up speaking to a freelancer that I know really well, who then covered the story. And then what then what happened was the TV show saw her in the newspaper and rung her up and she was on the telly and it was like, oh, so it wasn't the route I thought we were going to take. But because I let go and surrendered, we were able to allow the actual route to materialise. And I think there's a kind of, I I give it a rule of three. It's if I I try and, it's like running at a closed door three times. You're going to when you get when you're laying on the floor with concussion, then it's probably a good idea to stop for a bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then um maybe consider that door isn't the one. <laughs> but I think I always have also found like if when something gets difficult, it's likely that you're not picking up on the signs and you should just either just stop doing it or take another approach, go a different way, be a bit more flexible and then the sliding door will the door will open the one that we're supposed to walk through because <laughs> we get in our own way a lot of the time <laughs> it's such a good point I think we all have so much attachment to the things that we create that it's no this we've got to make this work and I, yes. I feel that I'm I've had a ba- background of that myself and I'm sure others that have are listening but it's such a good point that sometimes it's just throw your hands up in the air and be open to some other way it's going to come up, come about and be be pleasantly surprised that 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 really beautifully describes how you work with people which it, it's it sounds like it's very intuitively led and i think that's really unique in in the pr world i don't know too many people who are combining the healing realm with finding opportunities yeah tell me more what your approach is in general for for finding yeah different ways that people can make themselves visible yeah absolutely so one thing that I teach clients is to be clear on the intention so why are we why are you embarking on promoting yourself and being very clear on who it is that you're trying to attract and I say attract because I don't I feel that feels more because when you put yourself out there through in the PR through the media, it's about attracting the right people that, that respond to your vibration, if you like. And I think that media gets a really bad rap, unsurprisingly, because the last few years, there's been some pretty dark and nasty things being aired on the med- in the media. Yeah. But I feel like the reason I'm here doing the job I'm doing, working with women and entrepreneurs in the kind of more spiritual space is because you can't you need balance you you can't just have all this awful darkness without the lightness and the joy and people showing up and offering a new freedom free lovely loving environment it's you just can't it's we've always got to have the dark and the light and I'm not disputing the darkness either because that sometimes needs to be shared But I think what it is about being clear on your intention, I feel like there's a piece around 
understanding why you're doing what you're doing and often those sliding doors have led us to the point that we're showing up now sharing what we're sharing and so what is your why essentially and how are you serving people and I feel like that's another thing it's like if you're coming from that pure base of place of ego and self-gain that I found I've actually seen them witness that become very difficult for people. I feel like if you're coming from that place of pure intention, I just want to show up. I just want to help people. I just want to share. I just want people to realize that there is another way. It's quite powerful to offer that through storytelling. And the other thing that I also speak to clients about is like understanding what their Everest moment is we spend our corporate clear careers climbing to the top of the ladder and then we get to the top of the ladder and we're what the hell are we doing here then I thought it was going to be great up here <laughs> and actually it it normally isn't <laughs> <Sorry. Okay. Yeah. laughs> or you're there and I think there's an opportunity that people don't ever sit and smell the roses they don't sit and go I've come this far and enjoy that moment they're always constantly trying to climb up the next mountain so I feel like there's another thing in that with clients in the take action climb your mountain sit there and enjoy it for a bit and then think about what the next level you want to go to and take the steps necessary for that I think so many people I think society has a big role to play in that we expect because we can swipe things left and Amazon deliver the next day, we expect everything to be immediate. And I feel like it's enjoying the journey. It's enjoying sharing those stories. And also, I think I've completely lost the thread of the question. <laughs> oh, I, I love I love how organic this has evolved. But that that's a beautiful way to share it. It's, it's so true. Sometimes, especially from the corporate world, someone explained to me is you're in slavery. There are some situations where you're like in slavery and then you get to a director level or whatever it is, the, the partner level. And it's like, now you've become the mega slave <laughs> of yeah. the slaves. And so that's the irony of it sometimes. But yeah, so it's maybe it's redefining what our Everest moment even should look like too. I think that's part of it as well as what is it that we're even desiring or looking for? Is it might be the first question before yeah. before we go climb climb up that mountain blinded at what you're even aiming at. Yeah. There's I have the amount of people that have come to me and said, I'd love to, I want to be in Forbes. And okay, that's lovely. But why? Why do you want to be in Forbes? Oh, because someone else who's in the same industry was in Forbes. Right. So actually, that's, do you hear what you're saying? Right. <laughs> it's kind of, is it going to work for you? Is it's the like, is that right for you? Is, is actually being in another magazine, is the Wall Street Journal more your thing? You right. know, is, is being in, I don't know, the Daily Mail, is that where your people are? Because basically, I think that's the, the common misconception with PR is I want to be in this thing because that makes me be an authority. And it's not if you're yeah. doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But also the other thing is it becomes difficult because it's not in alignment with you and your purpose and what you're here to do. So and you're going to be different to that other coach that appeared in Forbes. Yeah. And that opportunity has gone. It's like that big magic. I think, I don't know if anyone's read the Elizabeth Gilbert book where the idea was there but it's you know that idea is flown with somebody else now it's also allowing that space for whatever's supposed to come up for you to come up 
And I think PR, I guess I do PR, but I just do so much more than that. I think it's about understanding and I get my clients to check in every three months with, okay, so this is where you were three months, a month ago or three months ago. So where are you at now? Because humans are cyclical, businesses are cyclical, society is cyclical. We're not going to be wanting to talk about just trying to think that something that's seasonal now is the time for grief. Now is the time for Christmas. Mm. Um, and then you're not going to be talking about the summer right now, are you? It's it's understanding the rhythms of life and what's going on around you outside. So there's a lot of, op- there's a lot of noise around what's happening in Palestine at the moment, for example, you turning up talking about something that's nothing to do with that or something (laughs) it's understand it's reading the room there you go it's a big room and you need to be able to read it (laughs) not bring up some random like a topic that's people are gonna be like what when everyone is thinking about something else at in that moment just because it suits you it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to suit everybody else (laughs) and that's a corporate thing that I use we're delivering this this product now because we finished it and it's okay that's lovely but do people want it (laughs) so true and unfortunately I do think that the trends come and go some of them can be pretty quick so if you don't read it quickly and jump on it the opportunity might pass you by um and so maybe that is that part of what you do too is taking a pulse on what's happening just generally in the different marketplaces that you work with within your with your clients yeah that's really super helpful (laughs) Um, yeah because we can all be so siloed in our own little bubbles for sure um and I I so agree with you in terms of there could be these super niche magazines that you can submit yourself to that could get you so much more targeted than the ones that you want to have those like little stickers on your wall of your website as a little, I don't know, shiny object. I think we we can get a little bit hung up on, oh, we need to have these like little stamps of approval. <laughs> and that's Absolutely. the point. Yeah. But then PR, so I call, I say PR creates trust. So, you know, the T stands for telling your story in a way that feels good, but it's also about relationships. So you're building relationships, not only with the media, you're building relationships in community, you're showing up on podcasts, you're also building relationships with potential clients. Right just through one piece of coverage can reach so many more people than perhaps some of your marketing campaigns. I think what I also find is that doing PR and marketing and social media in together is so powerful because your, your energy is all going in the same direction and you're being, it's being amplified by the media. I talk about the daily mail again, but the daily mail is one of the biggest, wildliest, widest read manga, uh, newspapers in the UK like 250,000 eyes read that every day and you wouldn't get that through Facebook ads so I think that's another point to add but also it unites and underpins everything you do so if you're showing up and sharing the same story over and over again 
the rule of thumb in marketing, it used to be seven times you have to hit your audience before someone buys something. It's like 20, 19, I don't know, 19, 20 times now because of the amount of content that goes out at the moment. <laughs> but it also helps you to sell stuff. It helps you to talk about your services or provide a service. And then it touch, it then creates this thought leadership or this authority piece when you appear in that publication. So that's the shiny object thing. But I feel like when you're in the right publication, you're serve and you're serving the right people. The right story goes into the right publication. You reach the right reach the right people. Yeah. And whether it's a podcast that goes to twenty people, they could be the twenty people you need to speak to. Right. So it's it's about understanding that you shouldn't disregard every opportunity that comes your way, but also being open to smaller niche or startups or because we all have to start somewhere Absolutely. as well <laughs> of course of course <laughs> yeah thank you so much for all this wisdom I do want to mention your resource which is how to further amplify yourself in five easy ways would you like to tell us a little bit more about this um, oh, so five easy ways to show up is around. It's taking what I just said and going a bit further, really. It's not just about securing media opportunities, but it's also about amplifying those opportunities when you've secured them. So mm -hmm. if you are in a publication, it's great opportunity to put your logo on your website, the logo on the website sharing it on social media connect tagging the journalist on um social media because journalists are people too i think people forget that that journalists have thoughts and feelings and families as well and they're <laughs> probably just as proud of what they've done as as you are so like shouting out and having that building that relationship with them is important it follows the trust thing essentially and the other thing is around sharing it on social media if you're able and reusing the content as well often we forget that we've created these amazing podcasts or we've written these articles or we've had these interviews but you can take that content and reuse it as well that spin that gold and write another article or share it with another publication so yeah oh, that's so beautiful yeah it's not just about actually the press release or the podcast itself but then how we go about utilizing that afterwards too yeah. which is really helpful amazing I am so excited to dig into all of your work and I know you have a PR circle as well I can't wait to see what else is up your sleeve as well and thank you so much for being here thank you for having me on it's been really lovely to chat